How do you maintain confidence and navigate pessimistic self-talk when you're starting a new career? Oh, okay. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, I think we said this could be a whole podcast in and of itself on negative self-talk, but I've got to say, Shane, I've been doing quite a bit of reading on this because I started to notice like my own self-talk and want to address it. But before I before I overshare, <laughs> what's your take? I, why don't please overshare first? I'm all for this. I know people listening will absolutely love it as well. You know, I'm glad this is a topic that came up because. I was looking back through our podcasts that we've done together. One of the very first podcasts you and I did together was from team member to people leader or passenger to pilot. And we talked about all the shifts that people need to make when going from a team member mindset to a team leader mindset. And as I look back at that, kind of how that IP has evolved and changed, there was one piece that I think was missing in all of the conversations that I've done about this. Um, I talked about the nine shifts that leaders go through when they're navigating from team member to people leader. And there's a 10th one that I haven't talked about. And it's the one that is the most important and should be the, the fundamental first shift, which is the mindset shift. Uh, because there is an entire mindset shift that takes place when you are in a team member role to navigating to a team leader role um, or even just navigating any kind of significant career transition, which is how on earth do I get control over my internal narrative and my internal thoughts? because they're significantly impactful on the way that we show up. There's two things I, I say. The first one is actually Brene Brown. She said the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves are the most powerful. And then I, the second one that I would add is the stories that we tell about ourselves to other people are also uh, profound and impactful. Um, but if we touch on that first mm. one, the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. Shell, what's your, <laughs> what's your, your story that you tell about yourself <laughs> to yourself? <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go there. Okay, so how vulnerable, Shane. I've been thinking things about negative self-talk because I've noticed probably over the last year that I have quite a bit of negative self-talk. And I think your point just before about when you have a transition, I reckon that is so key because for me in the last like few years, I've had quite a big transition with moving and starting my own business. And I think that's been a catalyst for it. It was feeling like, oh, I don't know anything. So all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know anything. So that negative self-talk started a whole probably bunch of things of I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not confident, I can't do it. All these kind of statements that I, I say to myself as fact and then slowly they become your belief system, I think. And what I realised in myself, I kind of had these two tracks going on in my head at any one time. It's like they kind of stay small voice. And I think Amy Silver would talk about this as like your fear voice where you have this fear internal narrative that's like fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough. And then I think you have this other kind of internal narrative, which is like the take the risk, play big, do the thing. It's like the call to who you could be and to you at your most confidence state and I think what happens when we give too much airtime to that fear narrative or that stay small narrative, that's the negative self-talk, we end up forming that as part of our belief of who we are. And it's just simply not true, but we, we think that it's truth. And for me, it's been this process of identifying those patterns and going, okay, I need to start to shift that. So where I would say, I don't know that I've changed it to I don't know that yet. 
And it's a just subtle shift. Or what do I know about myself? I know that I like to learn. So how do you subtly shift your own internal narrative to be more optimistic instead of closed-minded? Mm. That was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> but, thank, but thanks for sharing it, Shell, because I think one of the things that's really harmful is for people, As I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time and I listen to the hosts and I'm like, oh my gosh, they've just got their life sorted out. Or I, what, I look at people in business and I'm like, <laughs> if I could just be like you, then I would not have all these ridiculous internal thoughts and internal narratives. And you forget that you, me, probably every single person that you look up to is experiencing the challenges of their own internal self-talk. You mentioned Amy Silver. Um, Dr. Amy Silver has this kind of um, a lot about the loudest guest is the title of her book. And she talks about the loudest guest in your head. And there was one thing that you said that I, I want to kind of just touch on, which is that I've got this kind of internal self-talk that is kind of feeding this belief system. And I, I want to maybe just reframe that a bit because I reckon it's the other way around. And I reckon what you have is a belief system, which is framing a negative self-talk or, or an automatic negative thought. So if we look at most cognitive behavioral therapy, what it is, is is this kind of fundamental belief that it's not just the events that happen to us that make us feel a particular way, but it's our belief about that event, which ultimately helps us or causes us to feel in a particular way. And so when most people go to a a therapist, what they're trying to do is, is trying to unpack what those unhelpful beliefs are that we hold. And as a result of those beliefs, we have what we call automatic negative thoughts or negative automatic thoughts. I call them automatic negative thoughts because I heard someone describe them like ants. They're like little ants that crawl through your brain. And I've never been able to kind of get that image out of my my head. And what you'll find is that there is an, an unhelpful belief that is driving this automatic negative thoughts. And they call it your primary versus your secondary response. Your primary responses, we call them automatic because we, we don't control them, right? So if you've been walking down the street and something happens and then all of a sudden the thought pops in your head, it's like you didn't choose to think that thought. It just was there. You know, someone says, hey, we're, we're inviting a bunch of people to this really important meeting. You're not on the list. Immediately you're like, what have I done wrong? I'm an idiot. I've, it's obviously because I, was, I did something here. That automatic thought, you didn't choose that. And so we have automatic thoughts, but they're, they're stemmed from some kind of core underlying belief. And so we can't choose our primary response, but we can choose our secondary response, which is what we think in response to those automatic thoughts. And what you did just kind of beautifully for people listening was to show how to reframe an automatic negative thought, which was, I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know yet. Or they didn't invite you because you're a loser. <laughs> like, oh no, maybe I didn't get invited because there's other reasons. Maybe it wasn't relevant that I was part of that conversation. So being able to catch those automatic thoughts. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
But what I will say is really important is to get back to the fundamental belief system that's underpinning all of that, which is what do I believe about myself that is influencing the way I'm showing up and thinking about myself? Yeah, and I guess that goes to the big question, and I'm so glad you 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 said that around what is the order, right? I go it goes to the big question of how do you change your belief systems, yeah. and for me, one of the things I've found with this moving out of the negative self talk into having a more like positive internal narrative has been I feel like you have to get people around you and you have to hear from a disproportionate number of people who challenge your limiting beliefs. Because sometimes it's like, okay, I need to listen to the people in my world who have a counterpoint to my own internal narrative. And I know that I know that for Liddy, who's asked this question, there'll be people in her world that see her so vastly differently to how yeah. she's seeing herself and that negative self-talk that she's listening to. So so that's my take of like how getting people around you who can help you listen and tune into that play big voice that's like you at your most confident uh, state. What other ways can you change the belief system? Yeah, I feel like our answer to most of today's conversation is to get a therapist. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Um, the answer is, is just get a therapist because that's <laughs> that's their job. They're trained to help you like unpack your limiting or unhelpful beliefs. Um, but there's two things that I'll say um, is outside of get a therapist. One is don't just ask yourself for your internal narrative, is this true? Truth is such a relative concept and idea. If you ask people 100 years ago, is the earth flat or is it round? People would say, no, our truth says it's flat. And you were like, of course now we know it's round maybe. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) if you ask people in science, truth is always kind of evolving. And so there are some internal thoughts that you might have that actually could be true. But the better question to ask is, is this thought helpful? So, for example, you're about to get up on stage and deliver a big presentation and in your head you're going, you're going to stuff this up, you're going to make a mistake, you're going to fumble over your words. Now, is it true? Possibly. I mean, I've been speaking for years and I still fumble over my words, I still make mistakes, so of course it's true. But is it helpful sitting there side of stage going, you're going to stuff this up, you're going to make some big mistakes? Of course it's not helpful. So the the litmus test for an internal narrative is not is it true, but is this helpful? Is this Is this narrative serving me right now? And the second thing I'd say is if let's get really practical for this because I think practicality is really important for people. I do an exercise with with the people I work with as a coach. We call it the big assumptions, which is what are your big assumptions that get in the way of your goals, right? So maybe just kind of pause the podcast for a moment, go grab a piece of pen and paper and, and pull it out in front of you. And I want you to write down kind of five boxes from left to right, okay? So the first one is I want you to write your goal, which is what's the thing that you're working towards? So write goal kind of write your goal, come back. And then the second thing I want you to write is what are you doing or not doing right now that is kind of preventing or helping kind of achieve that goal? And I'll give you some example of this when we, when we get to the end. The third box I want you to write is what's the fear, the worry, or the reason that you're doing or not doing something? The fourth one is identify what are your hidden or competing goals, which are what are the goals because of that fear, worry, or reason that are actually working against the goal that you're working towards? And then as a result of that, the last box is what are your big assumptions about that that you've made? Or you can call them your beliefs or your, I I prefer big assumptions. So let me give you an example of how that plays out. So your goal might be, well, what I really want to do is confront more of the negative team behaviors. So maybe there's someone on my team and they're being, you know, unproductive behaviors and I want to confront that. 
So what are you doing or not doing? Well, right now what I'm doing is I'm avoiding conflict because I'm, you know, I'm leaving things to go on for too long. And as a result of that, the behavior is kind of just snowballing almost. So what's the fear, worry, or reason? So why are you doing that? Well, my fear, worry, or reason is if I confront that behavior, the team member might not like me. So now you've got your fear, worry, or reason. What's the hidden or competing goal? Well, the hidden goal in there is actually, well, I need my team to like me. And the reason why I'm allowing it to go on for too long is because I'm worried they might not like me if I confront that behavior. So the big assumption that comes as a result of this is I can't have conflict and have my team like me is the big assumption that you've made or an unhelpful belief that you're holding. So if you hold that big assumption that I can't have conflict and have my team like me at the same time, then you'll always be working against the goal, which is to confront that negative team, that negative behavior. So go back, rewind the podcast, work your way through, pick your own goal and go, what are your big assumptions that are getting in the way of you actually achieving the goal that you want to achieve? Yeah, that's amazing. I love how practical that is for people. And I, I think this area of self-talk is so huge for people and especially at those critical moments where you have a transition maybe you just got promoted to manager maybe you started a new career maybe you're thinking about a new career and you're you've got that internal narrative do the deep work go and get dr amy silver's book it has helped me so much i've talked about endlessly on this podcast the loudest guest it is so practical and it will help to overcome all those fears that might be holding you back from taking that next step.